Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy Burroughs, Freddie Ham, and Andy Lockhart. Welcome everybody back to The Bunker. I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and I am joined by one of my illustrious co-hosts today. Might even make the whole show. Who knows? Well, we've got two people here that might make the whole show of a podcast. We've got, first up, we have Mr. Freddie Ham. Freddie, what's up, brother? What's up, Andy? All good, my man. All good. Uh, Mr. Lockhart Scouse cannot make it today. He is otherwise engaged with family matters. We wish Andy well. Uh, it's better to be players month, but the player... Real family want... matters. He's, yeah, he's, the, not, the... he's not watching family matters. He's not watching actual family, matters. family matters. No, he's right. actually got family matters. But obviously it's players month. Uh, let's just say the player that we were meant to have on is kind of busy today. Can't say anything else. Freddie knows who we were meant to have maybe. But anyway, we pulled out all the stops. We've got someone who is a king now of podcasting. And we've got someone who never really turns up to his own podcast. So when his hosts realise that he's here, they're going to lose their shit. First up, we have my main man, Big Doug from the Big Douglas Show. How are you, brother? Very good, brother. How are you doing? The best host in the business. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. No, let's, let's just not talk crazy. I'm, come on, I'm good. Here, some, well, come I on am, here, take some notes today. Uh, I am good, my man. I am good. It's good to see you again, my friend. And all the way, I don't know if I can say this now, from apparently he does the bleeding burgundy podcast when that other English donut isn't there. Mr. Keith Gray looking, look at him. The fine figure of a man these days. How are you, bro? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Just, you know, taking a little break from the pod. I mean, listen, I can't be a big dog like you guys having all these wonderful guests. I mean, my show, it's just me and a bunch of idiots talking. So some English dude. Right. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. I, I, I really need your guys's pull. Like I need to, I need to hit you up in the DMS slide in and un- figure out how you're getting all these excellent <laughs> guests because I get a guy from the UK an old man and uh, Jesse who uh, looks like uh, he, An old is, man. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> and Jesse who looks like he's, you know, Osama bin Laden's kid. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, we, we've been very lucky with guests. But obviously, don't ever try and get guests when it's free agency time because uh, that is not hard, especially players. Uh, talking of free agency, Doug, let's start with you, my man. I know you've been tweeting a, a lot about this over the last few days. What have you made of what Washington have done with uh, the free agency? I've been fairly happy myself. I mean, some people, when we put out the tweet about the show today, were Washington haven't swung hard enough. We hadn't swung big enough. But in the same breath, these are the same fans that would be like, we must address O-line. Well, we have. We must address this certain position. We must address, you know, you're not going to please all the people all of the time. How have you felt that Washington have handled free agency? I like the fact that we got a dot of deals done quickly. I like the fact that we addressed our needs, that we that we that we that we've been crying out as fans for for all of last season. O line's been very important. Where do you sit with the whole free agency, Doug? You happy with what we've done? Yeah, I mean it's kind of what we expected. I think you know Ron usually takes one big swing each year, whether he hits on it or not. He he attempts one big maneuver. This year's big maneuver was Deron Payne. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a massive contract that, that, although it doesn't eat up a ton of cap this year, I mean, planning ahead, they gave him a lot of money. So, and, and to the folks wanting upgrades all over the place, upgrades are nice. I'd suggest who was it that they missed out on that they should have been going on that would have been huge difference makers, right? Like 
Mm-hmm. I guess Orlando Brown Jr., you think they were really paying him that kind of money to come in and play left tackle this year? There's no chance, not when not when half the league thinks he's a right tackle anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, and again, line they're gonna drive you crazy with linebacker, Andy, but <laughs> as we know, just drop it, leave it alone. I feel like me and you have been talking about this for years now, Doc. Ever since Rod got here. Yeah, no, I do. But what was the standout for you? Uh, obviously, apart from re-signing the players that we re-signed, out of all the new crop, Doug, who was the standout for you? Of the new crop, I guess maybe I've heard a lot of interesting things about the linebacker uh, Barton that they got mm-hmm. from Seattle, right? He's kind of in the same mold of jamming where I think he tested really well. He was either a second or third round pick from Seattle. But he was playing behind guys, right? Like, I mean, he's not going to get much work when you've got a Bobby Wagner who was there the first year. Right? And and the line wasn't nearly as good out there as it is here. So I, I've heard from a lot of people that there's excitement about the kid um, that they got from Seattle. So I, I, I guess I'll say that when I'd say Wiley, but I'm personally not still into these guys that I don't know what position they play, right? Like I'm, I'm tired of having tackles that may have to play guard or a guard that could possibly play tackle. Give me a tackle. I'll go find a guard and et cetera. So yeah, I, that's why he's not as high on my list as I think like that's probably their by, by numbers, by salary, he's their big swing. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, Keith, I listened to um, Jesse and the guys on the, on the last show and they were, again, were talking about square pegs, round holes. Do you kind of still feel that Washington, like Douglas, Doug said, it's, it's a good point. Do you still feel that we don't know, you know, who is our right, is our right tackle or right tackle? Are we going to move them? Are they going to play swing? Are they going to play left tackle? I mean, we're probably the, one of the only teams in the NFL that like position flex is a great term that Ron uses a lot. And Al Gordon uses it all the time on his show. But is now the time to, you know, solid, solidify these positions, get a right tackle. Like Doug says, I want a right tackle to be a right tackle. How are you thinking with this? It's good to have position flex, but man, it cost us a lot last season because we were, you know, we had one person at right tackle, then they were moved, and then we had a left tackle, then we had a guard, and then we had a center. You know, it was all chopping chains for Washington very much. How did you feel about the free agency, and how do you feel like with what Doug said about position flex? Well, I'll mention position flex. Position flex is definitely something that you want to do if you realize as a coach that you didn't do enough to provide depth for your team. So if you have you know position flex, you got a guy that can move you know due to injury, um, you know from another player. Unfortunately, uh, we didn't see much success when it came to position flexing on the O line. So um, you know it is what it is on that. When I take a look at the free agency, what I see is not major swings. I see that uh, it's Ron trying to address depth with, you know, potential starters as well. And when we're, you know, talking about, you know, the right tackle, we still have a draft coming up. So Mm -hmm. nothing's to say that that, you know, still can't happen. Um, You know, uh, I agree with uh, what Doug said, a hundred percent, the major swing uh, was addressing, um, you know, Duran Payne and getting that taken care of. Look, at the end of the day, you can, you can make big swings and free agency, but if you're not taking care of the guys that are producing results on your team, then that to me is a huge problem. So uh, Ron made the right move and a lot of people are pissed off and upset because we're not making these big swings, but we haven't really made big swings um, with Ron where we've gotten, you know, posi- you know, guys in position it's we've made big swings to say, Hey, we did our due diligence to try to go after this needed position and player 
but it didn't quite work out for us. I mean, it's happened with many players since Ron's been in tenure, right? Um, So basically, like, you know, like Doug said, the big swing was, you know, taking care of our guys. I also think that, again, we're trying to solidify a team that's going to, you know, be, you know, that's going to stay together, our core players, you know, for the, the next few years. With new ownership possibly coming in, like, we have to present, you know, when you look at it in a business standpoint, you know, the team has to present to a potential bidder that this team is solidified. Here's the contracts. This is what you would be coming into. And you're you're set for at least, and I'm just going to throw a number out there, for, for the next three years, you've got your core players that are signed up. I think that that's what was uh, mainly important because a lot of people are pissed off that we still need a quarterback. You know, there's a lot of questions on how, and I know I'm kind of going, off base, but it's relative to what I'm saying here as far as the big swings. You know, Lamar Jackson being present, a lot of people are like, well, you know, we're in prison. Why don't we go after it? Look, I understand that concern, but we uh, threw the bag at Wentz, right? And it didn't work out, okay? Now you've got new ownership coming in uh, with the amount of money that uh, Lamar Jackson is looking for in this case, you're basically making a full commitment that, yes, we're going to bring in a star and hopefully this situation works out. But what people aren't paying attention to is the business aspect. We don't have an owner yet. And that owner is going to have to take over the contracts that are, you know, complete or, or these contracts that are being given to these new guys. So what I saw in free agency happening this season was I didn't expect any big moves whatsoever. I expected to uh, fill in some position holes with some serviceable guys and obviously add to depth. And it looks to me that, that that's what Ron did. And then the cherry on the cake was we actually gave one of our guys who produced last season a contract that he deserves. So to me, I feel like it was a free agency that, you know, we're not typically used to um, over the years of just getting these big names. But honestly, if you look at the free agency list, there wasn't big names on there anyways. It was guys who were good on the, you know, the teams that they were in, but either they were coming to an end of their career and we're not going to set ourselves up for that again is the way I see it. So I know that I've been throwing eight different things at you, (laughs) but for anyone that expected free agency and nothing but big swings was never going to happen. So, and especially with a new owner, they were just, the team is not going to commit these new contracts. Um, with new owner coming in. So things mm-hmm. might be different when a new owner comes in and we'll see where we stand. Talking of new contracts, Freddie, and a, and a player that I know that is very close to your heart. How are you with the whole Cam Curl situation right now, my friend? It's It's been for a... I've seen people debating it backwards and forwards on uh, on Twitter and on social media. And some I stupidly went into one of the commander's Facebook pages the other day. Fucking hell, I'm never doing that again. By the way, she's I'm Don't sticking to that. I'm sticking to Twitter, Doug. But uh, Freddie, uh, where are you with? First of all, let's get your opinions on free agency. Uh, but I know you you and I last time we spoke and when we've been speaking off there with the whole Cam Kel situation. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Yeah, I mean the free agency's gone the way that free agency's been going. I mean, we should be we should be used to it by now, right? And it's really funny how for years and years and years and years and years we were the fan base that would complain about us just throwing money at players and not having a team that was good. Like we would just like with the um with the Landon Collins thing. Landon Collins was a really good player, but he was a box safety, and we just threw the whole bank at him. So Bruce Allen can sit back and go. 
oh, look, look who we've got. Does he, mm -hmm. does he fit into your system? Does he really make your team that much better? Can you justify what you spent on him? But if you ask yourself all those questions about how much money we spent in-house to keep Deron Payne, I think the answer is yes. You know, Deron Payne is one of the best, obviously, defensive tackles in the league, and he has the potential to be – look, if, if Aaron Donald retired tomorrow – Deron Payne would be the number two or number three best defensive tackle in the league. And I don't care what anybody else has to say about it. I'd agree with when that. He plays, when he plays to his full potential and he's got his motor running, that's that's his ceiling. He's mm -hmm. fantastic. So I love that. Yeah, all the depth signings are good. And I, I wanted to kind of speak to, to Keith's point when we were going back talking about position flex. I mean, I get tired of talking about position flex all the time. But at a certain point, I kind of feel like, yeah, if you can be a jack of all trades, master of none, great. But at certain positions, you kind of want a master of that trade. Left tackle, you want someone who's an excellent left tackle. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if they can play guard, if they can play center. You need a solid left tackle in this league if you're going to be successful. Unless you have a quarterback back there who you feel comfortable running for his life all the time. Mm-hmm. So I week mean, in, that, week that, out, you need someone yeah. that can play that week in, week out, not just come in for a few snaps right. and then they move them. And that's the whole point in Washington is, oh, well, he done OK for a few snaps. But then this injury will happen or this player is unavailable. You know, I'll be like, OK, well, we'll just move him along the line. No, well, get me a fucking yeah, person well, that can and, play there all season. And the other thing with that is you need you only need position flex for someone who's going to be deaf. If you have an elite left tackle, you're never going to ask your elite left tackle to play a different position along the line. Mm. <laughs> it's just, you know, so yeah. I, hey, but you know, what, what do I know? I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a GM. I'm not a former NFL scout who had a cup of coffee with the jets. Uh, I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> I but, uh, knew. Real quick on, on Deron Payne before we yeah. talk to him. He left money out there. Like yeah. Guys don't generally do that. He could have forced his way into free agency, whether it was this year or the next, and would have gotten paid $27 million a year easy. He, they, they apparently told him, we're going to slap you with a franchise tag, but that really is to get the deal to done. To get the deal done, yeah. And you could tell when he met with Ron Rivera on signing day, he was pumped to be there, and, and I don't think that gets talked about nearly enough. Mm. Were you pleased well, about the, how they used the remember, franchise tag? They used it. They've done it properly for once. They used the franchise right. yeah. tag. Sometimes, I'm sorry to say this, Keith, but Kirk Cousins, the way they used the franchise tag with him and the way they used it with Payne, two different things. They used it with Payne the way the franchise tag should be used, right? Well, correct. Because with Cousins, what they did, just to add on to that, with Cousins, what they did is force him to stay because there was no other quarterback in the market that they could mm -hmm. grab. So it was almost like, ah, we got you for the next two years. Yes, we're going to overpay, but there's not a single quarterback in uh, today's market or next year's market that's going to help us out through this situation. And while doing that, on top of that, they're hoping that some, you know, kind of deal can get done. But, you know, what they failed on is realizing this guy just didn't want to be in Washington. But go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Doug and, and Freddie as well. What what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Cam Cole? Um, we, we've kind of talked about this on uh, previous shows. Washington fans have been going backwards and forwards, you know. Where are you, Doug? I know you've mentioned it on a few times on your couple of your, of your shows recently. And you, views have been different. I mean... I don't want to see this dude walk out of our building. If he does, I'm going to lose my shit. 
Yeah, well, I mean, what what does he want and for how long? Because he's definitely worth a pay raise. He may be valued on this team more than any other team in the league. They know exactly what he does. I don't have to tell you the numbers uh, on what that defense is without him. So, yeah, he will he will get paid. Uh, the the it is it's what is the number? Uh, right. If you look at the safeties this year, those guys are getting eight nine million bucks a year. It's not fifteen. It's not seventeen. Certainly not twenty. So you know what what does he want, and and how can we get it done? What's so the figure? What figure would you go? What figure would you go for, Doug? What figure you? What figure would you be happy with? I don't know. I mean, three years. 32 million, mm-hmm. all of it guaranteed. Like, I mean, I think that's where we're working towards. Is He's worth it as well, I think. He's got to be worth it. Outside another one in three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's got to be, uh, he's got to be where three, three years, 10 years. Brady, uh, a player close to your heart, my man. I talked to you, me and you probably talk about Cam Curl way too much, you know, when we're talking off air. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm a bit amazed that some people on social media are like, well, I'll just let him go. I'm like, What? Yeah, that's that's absolutely ludicrous. For all the talk about keeping the cornerstones of the franchise in place and how good it is that we're doing that and creating goodwill, goodwill amongst our homegrown players. And the thing is, with someone like John Allen, Deron Payne, who are first round picks, you expect that. It's supposed to work out that way. They're supposed to play themselves into a long term big money contract. We plucked Cam Curl out of the seventh round. That's right. Take I the mean, win. We literally yeah, take got the win. <laughs> literally got a diamond in the rough. For and, and look at the position too. Probably more so than any position, except perhaps wide receiver. That I feel like is a position that gets missed so much in in the draft. It's just a crapshoot. The number of first round wide receiver picks that end up being busts. It's lower than the number of first round wide receiver picks that end up being stars. I mean, then the same can be said about defensive back. Like once you get out of the top two DBs any year in the, in the first round, it's a freaking crap. Hot shoot. Hot and hot you hot. always end up a couple years down the line. You look at the draft class and you go, okay, you had all of these top guys. And then, oh, there was this dude from the fifth, this guy from the sixth. They all work out. But the thing is, Cam Curl's not a serviceable safety. He's one of the best safeties in the league. And it doesn't matter what metric you want to use he passes the eye test he's the casual fan can look can watch a game and go oh this guy really changes the way this entire defense plays he is one of the most if not the most valuable player on the defense when he's on the field the defense is better we mm-hmm. win more games every single mesh if, if you want to be one of these uh stat guys or if you're into next gen stats go look at pro football focus and all that other stuff he grades out and it's every year. And the thing is, he became my favorite player his rookie year. Yeah. And he's gotten better and better each year. And the thing is, right now, yeah, he's playing on a rookie seventh-round contract. There's no fifth-year option. That's only for first-round picks, right? And he is absolutely not making in the fourth year of his rookie contract what he deserves. Absolutely, you should bump him up and pay him better and yeah you want to try to keep him here a little bit longer and then eventually get him to that big long-term deal so uh, yeah two three-year extension i mean and yeah give the guy a freaking pay raise because he deserves it and quite honestly if we get to uh training camp if we get to that time if cam 
feels like, hey, they're not valuing me the way that they need to value me, and he decides to do what he's going to do. I mean, I back the guy mm-hmm. because he, because he is worth it. And one of the reasons why this conversation is becoming so strong is because Washington has made that turn and that they are now taking care of these players. So Cam looks around, well, you took care of Terry. You took care of John Allen. You took care of Deron Payne. I'm a pretty important piece here. You need to take care of me too. You take that piece out of that puzzle. Where If he goes and that piece leaves that puzzle, oh boy. Keith, I know you got some views on this, my man. Yeah, so uh, Cam Curl uh, definitely uh, deserves a uh, pay increase. Um, but again, this is his fourth year. This is where the team is kind of looking at the situation where it's not 100% necessary to get a deal done now, but they can take this year, actually have some conversations with his agent and have something solidified or uh, completely done, you know, by next season or Cam Curl if he wants, he can, you know, test the market as well. Um, But the thing is this, is he's 100% correct that he is definitely underpaid for what he's contributed you know, uh, to this team. And I think that, you know, with the salary cap increase as it does every year, there's going to be more money and there's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be more of an outlet than there was this season to actually get him a type of contract that's going to make sense for the team and for him. Right. Um, so unfortunately in this situation, you're not a first round pick cam, sorry, you don't get that fifth year extension. You're going to have to work your situation out this year. You're going to have to to play hard this year, you know, like you're about to hit a big contract and show this team exactly what you're worth. And hell, your production may even increase how much they pay you when they do have that money to actually pay you. Um, what I would recommend, what I would recommend in this Cam's agent calling key. Yeah, apparently. Uh, apparently recommend not, turning I'm... off your phone. Yes, yeah. to tell you don't podcast anymore. Amateur. Listen, I, I'm an important person. I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, an Mr. Adam sorry, Schefter Mr. of... Mr. Fan Ambassador, sorry. I, I'm a, I, no, I'm a retired fan ambassador. I'm like an oh. Adam Schefter of the couch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so anyways, <laughs> um, but what I was saying is at the end of the day, uh, Cam, just, you know, play it out. Hopefully everything works out. There's going to be more money for you. You're going to get eventually paid what you deserve, whether it's on Washington or whether it's somewhere else. Um, I will say this. We also all feel that Cam Curl is worth it. Okay. He's shown the production. Um, Now Darth Vader's calling him. I mean, geez. I know. Right. Um, (laughs) But God, I keep getting into this interruptions. Um, But where was I at? I, 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 you were taking a call from Darth Vader. The top, the top safeties in the league. I look at it real quick, or, or someone. Derwin James is at the top at nineteen, and you take a drop down, or like the Yeti Jacksons of the world at fifteen, right. and then the next tier down looks to be at around twelve. Freddie, you better not be calling Keith so his phone goes. And so I, we the interesting fans... thing about Cam is I, I asked, I said, how does Cam make it to the seventh round? Right? Like, mm. how do you get that kind of steal? And I remember his dad was on the show and told us. Yeah, he had an injury that year, mm. and they told him in the draft process, and they told him, don't run. Wait mm. wait to do the testing, and he didn't want to wait to do the testing because he's a competitor, and he ran slow. I mean, not slow, but, you know, four, six, five. He bet, on, he bet on himself. Yeah. He did. And, uh, and, paid uh, off. And, I, and he's going to get paid. Mm. And well, the other and- thing to note is, not to cut you off, Keith, and, and I'll shut sure. it up, but 
I, these deals usually get done like the Terry McLaurin deal. The, I think those are like late June, right? Late mm-hmm. Right before camp. And so yeah. anything curl related, I wouldn't expect, you know, to hear anything till then anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was going to, I was going to go back to that and say, I mean, it could still even get done this year, you know, mm-hmm. so to speak, we don't really know exactly what the team's doing in that aspect, but I'm pretty certain the team values him and wants to keep him, you know, long-term as well. Um, but I will say we as fans also, and this is not a knock to cam, but we fans also, we like what we see and we tend to overvalue guys over what the actual league values these guys. And trust me when I say this, I love cam curl. This is not a knock to him. It's just, we have to be careful on how much money we're going to be throwing out because we think a guy is worth something. Well, of course we do. We watch him every Sunday, right? But the league doesn't. So it's really about where the league values him and what they're, you know, would offer him. But if I could get some word of advice, you know, I love that his dad interacts and hops on podcasts. I'd stay off that Twitter. I understand what he's doing. He's not an agent. He's a dad and he's being a dad on Twitter and he's advocating for his son to get paid what he's worth. And I don't have a problem with that, but be careful because this league thinks differently. And if he continues to do so, I just don't want to see it where it could in the future hurt Cam as far as is his dad going to get involved every time that there's an issue. And again, I want to reiterate, that's not a knock to his dad. I, his dad is being exactly who he is, is a Mm. damn good dad. He's protecting his son. He's making sure that his son is going to get what he's due and what he's worth. So nothing wrong with it. I just hope that it doesn't get taken negatively or differently and could potentially impose a problematic situation later on. Mm, Which is why we didn't ask Mm. him about the money at all when he came on. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Who is that? Who was that one player uh, whose whose mom was always buttoning in on stuff? Eli Apple's play. mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you yeah. had the Robert Griffin and dad situation too. Yeah. Like, it's just, well. you know, look these the parents are going to protect their kids. I mean, parents I was in always this, be parents. And listen, I if I were in that situation and my kid was talented enough to be in this league, and I felt, listen, I'm not keeping my mouth closed either. So I I totally get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. that what would you What would you do if the Eagles come in for him? Yeah. Imagine your household and the Eagles I'm coming selling. to your son. I'm selling out, baby. Bring in that money. That's all I feel like. Uh, like, listen, if my son can take care of me after all the shit that I've done for this kid, <laughs> you can play on whatever team you want, and I don't mind. Hey, I ain't uh, hey Keith, yeah. your, uh, your, your son, he plays tackle, right? He, uh, Yeah, he plays tackle. He plays tackle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does he, does he play both? Does he play both ways? Offensive Off- and defensive line, um, or just he offense? Did, he, he actually last year he played defense. He was actually defensive end last year. Position oh, right flex, on. position flex. He, <laughs> position flex. flex. he is going to be a good Washington fan. That boy. That's yeah. Awesome. So so listen, in youth sports, there's you don't really have a lot of fat kids. And, and and when I say fat, I don't mean that to be disrespectful. But you need you you need those big boned, <laughs> I eat a lot type of kids, and you don't get that in youth sports. So what they do is they 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 they. <laughs> They put the tall kids that, you know, have long reach. They put them on the line. My kid ain't playing the line as he gets older. He's too skinny. He's too tall and too skinny. Um, So last year they put him at defensive end and he actually found a little bit of success with that. And he wants to continue to roll with that. And, you know, it is what it is, but nowhere do I think that my kid is, you know, reaching NFL status. I trust me as a parent, I understand that only 5% of 
the United States make it every year. So, uh, but it's fun watching. Yeah. Oh, mate. No, I enjoy the stuff you post on social media and you're even a basketball coach every now and again, Keith. I love it. Um, Talking of um, getting to the NFL, playing in the NFL, let's switch gears. Who in the hell is going to be the owner of the Washington Commanders? Is it going to be a Canadian billionaire? Is it going to be Michael Jordan? Is it going to be Magic Johnson? Is this deal on the one yard line and we're about to take it into the end zone like I heard on Sunday and while we're recording later in the week because we didn't get want to get our show swallowed up. So let's come to you, Mr. Former Ambassador, with your inside knowledge. You're probably down the gym working out with Jason Wright. Oh, 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 oh. I, I don't know. Keith, what, what is going on with this organisation? <laughs> Who the hell is buying it? When's it happening? I'm sick and tired of seeing it on Twitter every day. Every day I get told we're on the one yard line. The ball's getting punched in the end zone. How many fucking times have we fumbled the ball on the one yard line? How many times <laughs> is it not getting the end zone? Keith, get me off my soapbox. Tell me this team is getting sold soon and I can calm the fuck down. Well, I wish that I had that pool and status in life to be able to give any kind of information. However, I'm just an ugly tall dude that sits on a couch and has no, the no same lies opinion. detected no lies detected no lies detected <laughs> listen there's not a single person in that organization or around that organization that would even remotely tell me anything regarding the sale of this team i see everything the way that you guys see mm. it um now to give you my opinion um please excuse my language here i could give a fuck who owns this team Okay. And here's why, because whoever comes in, they're billionaires, right? Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10 billionaires are scumbags. The only difference is, is there's different <laughs> levels to scumbagisms. Okay. And our, our current owner is at the top of the number one of scumbagisms. Okay. And so we need a guy to come in or a female. Hey, if they're, she, she's a billionaire, I'll take her too, whatever. Um, you know, we have a male or female come in and, you know, just be less oh. of a scumbag. Okay. Just be less of a scumbag. That's all I ask, you know, just be less. Um, they, you don't become billionaires by being a nice guy or girl or lady. Okay. So that's the way that I see it. And, um, so to, to further elaborate, um, I could give a fuck. Here's what I do want the new owner to do. I want you to sign checks, bring in the right people, get this organization back to being respectable and let football people make football decisions. And the owner should just shut the fuck up. How about that? Well, fortunately, Keith, for you, my brother's neighbor's son oh, Doug's got a source. has a friend Doug's got a source. who uh, does the landscaping for the Snyder's neighbor. Yes. Right? And he peered over the 25-foot fence. he told me he had no fucking right <laughs> Right. Well, that's what that's what happened the other night when it became a whole frenzy where we, you know, we were being dude on Sunday. Right. We were meant to so, record on Sunday, and we were like, no, "We better not," because this show's just going to get swallowed up. We could talk for like forty-five minutes on free agency, and Freddie's like, "Fuck that! The team's getting sold tonight." Like, okay, I was like, "Freddie, yeah, it looks like." And all these quote unquote, and some of them are good, and some of them, all these reporters out in DC were like, "It's getting done tonight. It's getting done tomorrow." And we stupidly as fans all got excited and going, "Well, these guys are clearly." I know they tweet sometimes to get, you know, traction and these, you know, you've got the 980 and you've got all these sport, the junkies, and they are just that. They are junk. They are fucking shit, by the way. One of the worst shows I've ever heard in my fucking life is terrible. Um, I get well, they why they're appearing uh, on the show. No, then so. fuck them. I don't want them. I'm way better than them. Um, 
um, but I, but now we sit here on Thursday and still nothing. I mean, Doug, don't get me wrong. I get my, my good mate, Tony. I know he listens to this. He's like, look, these deals, when you're selling a billion dollar franchise, they take time. And I get it. I really do. But when it's been dragging on for every day, I'm hearing, I'm hearing Dan Steiner's living down the next street to me in London. I'm, I'm hearing that, you know, they've sold the house. I'm hearing that Ashburn, they've cleared out the offices. I'm clearing the offices are being cleaned out of FedEx. Doug, in all seriousness, as fans, I think I'm kind of with Keith. I don't care who owns this team. I don't give a fuck when they do it. I just want Dan Snyder gone, out of my organization, out of my. I don't my care court, about a new stadium. Room. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Eventually, it'll be nice to have a shiny new stadium. But I would rather go and watch my team play in a Super Bowl or a playoff game and yada yada yada. Doug, where are you with the whole? I know you you, you spoke about it uh, a little bit on your show, the last one I tuned into on uh, YouTube when you ignored me in the comments for about half an hour. Um, <laughs> But Doug, I, where I do this. I do yeah. the same thing when I click on a show because I'll, I'll I'll get like you know, hey, uh, uh, something that you may be interested in on Facebook. So I'm like, all right, cool. And so I go in there and I start giving my opinion, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Doug, let me chat to myself for like half an hour. Yeah, me and Manny, me and Manny Chikuba. Yeah, I honestly, I was like, man, Doug, just don't answer questions. Yeah, all right, then. best okay, best cool. conversation I've had ever, and it was with myself. Doug, all joking aside, where are you with the whole ownership thing, my man? Yeah, well, it's funny because. I talked to AJ Perez like for front office sports like two months ago. And this notion, whether you like AJ or not, he's tipped, he's tuned in. And this notion that that Snyder was so petty, and listen, I will never debate the pettiness of one Daniel Snyder, but this notion that he wasn't going to sell to Bezos because he had been mean to him is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. The guy's not getting anywhere close to the six billion. I think two months ago, Dan thought he'd get up somewhere around seven because of all the land he has that you get in different places. So, yeah, anybody that thought that man was going to turn down an extra half a billion dollars or a billion dollars indeed to sell to Jeff Bezos, I thought first was just ridiculous. Mm. As far as who the owner is, I'm with Keith. A a guy that I just want somebody that comes in and will do what's necessary – to put the best products on the field, which is also, you know, training facilities and things of the like, right. To take care of these great athletes that we pay millions and millions of dollars to, to put the best field in the stadium for our players to compete on so that we're not out there looking like the joke of the league. And then somebody who will hire a a, a guy to run the head of football ops. Hey, if they wanted to keep Ron Rivera as the head of football ops, I don't know that you find a better guy to run an organization. I we could talk differently about his head coaching acumen, but as far as a guy that to be the face of a of an organization, but that would be fine to me. But but I guess the long-winded answer is I also am not concerned which billionaire ends up buying the club. I just want them, you know, to to make it a priority in their life. And and to give us all the nice things that we want. Mm, yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree with Keith. I agree with you, Freddie. You can have the final sound this one before we get out of here. Ownership, my man. Do you give a shit or do you just want it done? It's a little bit of both. Yeah, obviously, I just want it. I just want it done. But people are talking about, and you're talking about this. How this is drawn on, and how it's just going on and on forever. But, for us, it is, but not for Dan Snyder and and that whole process. That's, right. that, that's going along exactly as it should. And 
he's selling the team and it's not anyone else's business. <laughs> really? He can long um, this out for you know, as long as he yeah, wants. We're all, we're, we're all just standing on the other side of the door trying to listen in on what's going on. And we don't even know if we have our ear on the correct I'm door. Jump the answer. I guess I, I'm sorry. Cut you off, Freddie. I guess, to answer your question, I guess realistically, I'd prefer Bezos. Oh, we all would. Well, I think. I'm, I'm glad that you said that, Large Douglas, because <laughs> I prefer Jeff Bezos and I there's a lot of reasons why okay um the the josh harris ownership group people are, are referencing his other teams and how they're they're not doing well and i get that that's not 100 percent on ownership but i think it's important to to remember this and this goes to keith's point he wants football people doing football things etc cetera, etc cetera, but your owner or your ownership is deciding who those people are right so are they going to hire, you know, like, are they going to hire another Bruce Allen or are they going to hire a GM yeah. who really does know what he's doing right. or, or know enough that, to know that you should move Ron Rivera into your team president role, right? Or any, any number of those things to perpetuate the good culture that we all, that we are establishing and are working hard to keep here, right? I, I worry about, a new ownership coming in and just going, oh, we're just going to clear everything out because I don't think that would be the smart thing to do. And I know it's a knee the knee-jerk thing to do. I know it's what all the crazies who are in the Facebook groups who are so delusional that they think we can be the Redskins again want. Um, but I, I would hate to to just get rid of all that progress that the team's made after, uh, excuse me, over, over the past few years. So I want to keep that. And then also... Everyone likes to think that, well, okay, the, the league is so rich and all the, these owners, they're all billionaires and they all are going to spend money in the same way. That's 100% not true. Even amongst the league, there's, there's a whole lot of parody. Jerry Jones has a shitload more money than most of the other owners. That includes his liquid assets. Okay, there are some teams that are historically cheap. Go look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Go look at the Rams, especially when the Rams were originally in L.A. Go look at uh, go look at the Buccaneers for a long, long time. OK, I want ownership that is going to be willing to put the resources into not only the, so the stadium, the facilities and all that, that that brings money back into the organization. You can bid. You can have big events there. If, if you can host a Super Bowl. Great. That's fine. Tax revenue for whatever locality you're in. OK. But when it comes down to just spending for players, because you got to remember the NFL is such a juggernaut. You can have a losing team in the NFL. Guess what? You still have one of the only 32 teams on the planet in the largest, most watched sports organization in the world. Okay. So I really feel that not all owners are created equal in the sense that they don't all prioritize winning as much as we all might like to think. Mm. Okay. And with Jeff Bezos, you, you get two things, okay? You have an owner with unlimited resources because we don't get the, because I've been looking at all the different ownership groups and the people have to come in to make all of this happen. We don't get the 484th richest or the 252nd richest or what. We get the <laughs> second richest man in the world, okay? So I don't have to worry about my team being cheap, all right? And he's got a big ego, right? You gotta, you gotta have one. He's going to want to win. 
And not even that, when we talk about getting our franchise back to respectability, when we talk about getting it back to one of the revered franchises in the league that's right out there in the national spotlight, guess what? All eyes then are on our team because one of the richest and most powerful men in the world, fuck Jerry Jones, okay? Everyone knows Bezos' name, okay? All of a sudden, our team is owned by one of the most high-profile figures in the world in any type of, whether you want to talk about media, finance, whatever, and you have the Amazon juggernaut that it is, okay, and you now have this association with our team. People come to Amazon Stadium, it's home of the Washington Commanders. Yeah. And if it's not us, it'll be Seattle. So, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to get a team. There's no in DC. I feel like DC is the market that you want to be in. Now, I, I'm not in his head, but DC, when people forget we're one of the bigger markets in the country. And just think world about sport in world sport, not just right. the country. And, DC is the capital of the, you know what I mean? It's the capital. Right. And of, and when people Bezos, talk about London, it's the same thing. You know what and I mean? Bezos can be, can be in his box you know, sitting next to the senators and the congressmen, president, whatever, all these dignitaries, everything else. I mean, D.C. is the place to be if you're the richest man in the world. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, boys, it's been a great show. We've, uh, it's good to see everyone again. Freddie, you even stayed for the whole show. Keith, you even turned up for a podcast. And Doug, it's always just great to see you, my man. Uh, Doug, what have you got coming up, my man? Tell our listeners. Most of them all know. You know, if you ever want to jump on Big Doug, the show, it's an amazing, amazing show. He won't talk to you, but you can come and listen to him. Uh, Doug, what have you got coming up, brother? That's the uh, well, shows are Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, usually around 2 o'clock. Uh, Pete Medhurst comes on Friday. I'm excited to talk to him. It's been a long time since I've had an opportunity to talk to him, I think. Monday, uh, PFF Brad comes on, who does mostly the numbers and contracts and stuff. I think that'll be fun. And then every Wednesday is, is draft on tap until the draft starts with Adam and Eagle. So I'm excited about that one. So Adam is the GOAT. Keith, is it even worth asking you when your next show is? I tune in and I, I'm more amazed if you're even there. I mean, I'll ask you what you've got coming up, but I'll probably just, you'll probably just answer Jim they selfies. Jim, Jim, Jim selfies, Jim selfies, bad food takes, and talking about the grain in his beard. Uh, Keith, what have you got coming up? Where can we find you? Uh, you know, what's going on in your life? Hey, um, absolutely nothing on the podcast side, <laughs> except for if my boys, you know, decide they want to do a show. And if I'm available, I can do that. I love the guys, but I've got so much going right now. Youth sports for me and my kids are mm -hmm. our number one priority. And the guys know that and they're, they're pretty cool about it. So I can't, uh, I can't be in the game and in, in the grind and hustle like uh, our guy, Big Doug, or the way that you got, you know, are Andy and, and Freddie. So uh, you know, I just know my role and just participate when I can. However, what I am going to do this season is I'm actually going to focus 100% on uh, being a hog farmer. Um, I, I've gotten way more involved, uh, you know, with the guys and, and uh, I'm really just going to focus on that and uh, try to enjoy myself. I, I burnt myself out last year. Andy, I've had private conversations with you. Um, all right, cool. So uh, I I just wanted to concentrate on one thing and be more impactful than trying to do eight different things and be less impactful. So I'm going to enjoy being a hog farmer. And so what I got coming up is uh, I am heading to Kansas city for the draft. 
Uh, I'm going nice. to be with the rest rest of the hog farmers there. It's the first time that we've all done this where we can all get together. And I'm just going to enjoy the experience and try not to focus on, like I said, I want to be more impactful in one area as, as opposed to less impactful in eight different other areas like I was trying to do. It was just burning mm -hmm. me out. So yeah, better to be a great right tackle than a good right tackler, right guard. Yeah, position flex, position baby. Flex, baby. But uh, no, Keith, honestly, uh, the hog farmers, uh, you know, I love all you dudes. I've got to hang out with you. I know you all personally, but the work that you do is tremendous. Uh, anyone in Washington land that doesn't know what the hog farmers do, go and check them out. I promise you what they do is absolutely fantastic. Uh, proud to know all you guys, call you friends, and seriously, keep doing what you're doing, my man. You know, we try and help as much as we can over here in the UK to the hog farmers, but make sure you all go and uh, check out the hog farmers. Uh, they do great things. Uh, Freddie, it's been awesome to actually see you for an entire show, my man. Uh, you've taken the day off from talking to dead people. Amazing. Uh, awesome to have you, Freddie. Uh, we will do this all again next week. Don't roll your eyes at me, son. Uh, we will do this all again uh, next week. Uh, this has been a fantastic extended episode of The Bunker. I've been your host, Andy Burrows, with my good friends, Big Doug, Keith Gray, and the man himself, Freddie Ham. Till next time, everybody, bunker down. Stay safe. Refer to call re, refuse to call me anything but Douglas, which is of yeah, course, why it's the Big yeah. Douglas show, not the Big Doug show for, for Mom Dukes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom only calls me Andrew, and it's like, oh boy, I'm in trouble. Uh, it's funny yeah. because my my mom calls me by my middle name, and not very many people, very few people on social media, I think, even know I have a middle name. So what is it? Huh? You don't need to know. Come on, this will this, 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 yeah, this will make this will make the outtakes. Yeah. There's oh. I, there's there's one person on on Twitter who knows. Oh well, I'm gonna make it my mission to uh, yep. find it's, out. Uh, you guys probably know this, but Keith's yeah, you guys with the glasses made me think about this. How Rick intelligent Snyder, he looks. Rick Snyder doesn't. He has a pair of glasses with no frames in them that he uses for podcasting, so he doesn't get. Oh, uh, is that what Keith's doing now to make himself look smart? Is Keith there? Is he frozen? What's Keith doesn't know what's going on. He hasn't podcasted for so long. He's, he's forgot how to do it. He's too busy being uh he's, he's too busy he, being a sports dad. Yeah, but now that now that he can't be on TV till September, so he doesn't know like how to get his fan his, like his fame out there to the world. And now he can't work Zoom. You'd think after podcasting for three he's years. Busy he's busy working to... on his next culinary masterpiece. Yeah, he can hear us. Try, now. try hitting the now, now, Yeah, button. try unmuting yourself. I know you don't podcast There's much a anymore. Button a little there. button, Keith. Have you are you that old now? Hey, listen, I haven't used Zoom in like a year now. <laughs> yeah, Jesse okay. tells us hey, that you're never there. Zoom's yeah. 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 I gotta say something. You better not miss your podcast this week, Keith, because if Jesse finds out you're on here and didn't do yours, he's gonna lose his shit. He will. He'll be pissed. <laughs> hey, Keith. Yes. Real real quick before we start. Hey, it's good to see you, brother. It's been a while. Yeah, man. Nice to see you yeah, as well. You and big dog. I, I feel I gotta like I don't see say. any of you guys on Twitter. I know. No, I I don't, say, since, since Elon's taken over Twitter, I don't see half the shit that you guys post on. I, mean, I don't know. know what's going dude, on, man. Dude, you look, you, you look great, man. You, you yeah, you're looking weight. good there, yeah, Keith, man. man. You're looking good. Hey. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I think you're just saying it, but it's all right. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm serious. No, I'm, it pains I'm me to say it, but I mean it. <laughs> I'm obviously Thanks. not using the box dye. Keep you using you doing something on that beard. Is that natural? Oh, no, the, it, it's gray. It's just it's dark in my house. Trust uh, me, the gray's in there. Oh, yeah, I've got more gray on here than you can. Gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Right, let's get this shit yeah, on the there. road. It's just, we... it's Andy, dark. You want to, you want to kick it off or what? Yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah, I got it. Let's do this. Uh, 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 episode forty nine. Hey, everybody! Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the Bunker. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at commander bunker on facebook just search the bunker 